Bumper sticker theology. I have wanted to do a series of messages on this for quite some time now, and it just never quite came together. And uh, for the next five weeks, we're going to be taking a look at some um, bumper stickers. And um, one is not as much of a bumper sticker as it is kind of some uh, folk theology that kind of floats around just a little bit. And kind of look at these. We, we have lots of, of different bumper stickers. And we've got some to be able to show you that you have, have, have seen here uh, and there. Uh, on different cars in the back. Some of our bumper stickers are, are, are rather militant. Go ahead and start those. They're just rather militant, you know, just kind of right in your face. Uh, others are, uh, I guess, go back to that one, Karen. Others are just kind of like uh, talking about the, the massive traffic uh, pileups that are going to be because everybody loves Jesus, I guess. And when, when, uh, so if you love Jesus, there's going to be a massive million car pileup, I guess, when the rapture comes. Uh, what's the next? Some are rather political in nature. And just so I can hit both sides of the coin, we gave another one right here. You know what Psalm 109 8 says? I think it's pretty clever. It's not a political statement. I just think it's pretty funny. Psalm 109 8 says, May his days be few. May another take his place of leadership. Okay. Um, I'm not making any political statement. I showed both sides of the issue there, okay? All right. Some are just silly. I mean, all, that's almost blasphemous to be able to um, put the name of Christ and associate it with Coca-Cola, I think. Jesus is too big for that and too all-encompassing for that. Others are, are I think, blasphemous as well. Um, yeah, his pain was my gain, but... Uh, you know, he was a real person. He really died. And he suffered. And, uh, you know, I, I've, I saw a t-shirt one time that says, uh, take off on the Budweiser thing. This Bud's for you was his blood's for you. And had a hand with a nail in it. And, you know, I just, I'm uncomfortable with that because that really happened. It really happened. I don't think if my, die, my dad, my earthly dad, died saving me, you know, let's say I was going to get hit by a train or something, and my dad pushed me out of the way and he was killed himself, would I put a picture of dad's death and how that happened on my T-shirt? That would be irreverent. And what, So why? Wow, this really happened, man. It's not just a bumper sticker stuff. What else do we have up here? Some of our bumper stickers are uh, rather liberal in their theological persuasion. And the next one is a little, um, are you getting that? Huh? Born squared, I guess, means born again, right? Some are more conservative on that. Some I just don't understand what trying to point they're trying to make here. I, <laughs> I just... I'm really at a loss. I've looked at that now for two days, and I'm, what, what type of point is this person trying to be able to make by that? Some, uh, some you just don't know the answer to. I mean, uh, how would uh, Jesus drive? Or I've seen some that says, what would Jesus drive? And some campaign against big SUVs or something, I guess. I don't know. Some are just so simplistic. They're just, they just, they're just laughable. They're so simplistic. 
So like I'm never ever going to frown because I'm a Christian and everything's going to go perfect because I'm a Christian. I'm always going to go around with this smile on my face. That's just so simplistic. It's really ridiculous. And then we come to the one that we're going to speak about today. Honk if you love Jesus. Um, it just seems like to me like the word honk and the word Jesus shouldn't be in the same sentence. It just seems like to me like the word honk and the one who is the king of king and the lord of lords, the alpha and the omega and the beginning and the end should not even be in the same phrase. If you're going to put honk in a sentence, put Bozo the Clown after it. Or some, some of you remember, who remembers Uncle Al? Anybody grew up with Uncle Al? I grew up in Maysville, Kentucky watching, was it Channel, Channel 5 Uncle Al came on or Channel 9? I can't remember. Uncle, and some of you have no clue what I'm talking about right now. My point is, it just seems like the word honk and the word Jesus should not even be in the same sentence. And I guess that's the issue that I have with, with, with some bumper stickers on, in some really short six or seven word phrase. You're trying to be able to express some grand thought that is greater than any thought that you could be, ever be able to have. And that's shallow, and that's, and, and, and that's non-thinking, uh, really. Uh, honk if you love Jesus. There's nothing wrong with that. But friends, the Bible tells us, and I think I have Colossians 1 up here if I don't. Karen? Yeah. Colossians 1, 15 through 20 says, Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, where the thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in Jesus. And through Jesus to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Honk. Honk, if you love Jesus. My object today is not to rail against bumper stickers, but it's to rail against a type of shallow thinking, a, sh a type of bumper th sticker theology or a bumper sticker Christianity that doesn't understand the enormity of what we've got ourselves into here. If, if Jesus is who he said he was, everything else in life is subservient to him. If Jesus is who he said he was, every other thought in life will come under the thought of Jesus. You can never ever think a more amazing thought than the person of Jesus. You can never philosophize on a more amazing topic than the, than the person of Jesus. Honk. Honk. Some ways I think that our bumper stickers, they dumb down our Christianity. 
They make trivial the most awesome and reverent and things we should be worshiping and people we should be worshiping, and we stick it to a bumper sticker. I'm trying to be able to talk to you today and in this whole series about let's not have our, our theological thoughts, and every single one of us have theological thoughts. Don't say, well, I'm no theologian. If you've ever had a thought about God, you are a theologian. I'm trying to get to the fact that what we've got our teeth into here is the most awesome thing ever in the face of this world. What we've got a hold of here is incomprehensible. What we've got a hold of here is awesome. In Jesus, the fullness of God, God was, have, was pleased to have the fullness dwell in him. And it's something more awesome than honk if you love Jesus. I think Brandon told me two or three years ago this video was played, but I think it'd be appropriate to be able to play it right now. It's actually a part of a sermon that was preached, and I don't know when it was preached, but it's actually a part of a sermon, and it talks about the awesomeness of the one that we call Jesus. Go ahead, Karen. The Bible says my king is the king of the Jews. He's the king of Israel. He's the king of righteousness. He's the king of the ages. He's the king of heaven. He's the king of glory. He's the king of kings. And he's the Lord of lords. That's my king. I wonder do you know him? My king is a sovereign king. No means of measure can define his limitless love. He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful. He's impartially merciful. Do you know him? He's the greatest phenomenon that has ever crossed the horizon of this world. He's God's son. He's a sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He is the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He's the fundamental doctrine of true theology. He's the only one qualified to be an all-sufficient savior. I wonder if you know him today. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He strengthens and sustains. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He cleanses the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captive. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the aged. He rewards the diligent. And he beautifies the meek. I wonder if you know him. He's the key to knowledge. He's the wellspring of wisdom. He's the doorway of deliverance. He's the pathway of peace. He's the roadway of righteousness. He's the highway of holiness. He's the gateway of glory. 
Do you know him? Well, his life is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. His reign is righteous. And his yoke is easy. And his burden is lighter. I wish I could describe him to you. Yes, he's indescribable. He's incomprehensible. He's invincible. He's irresistible. You can't get him out of your mind. You can't, you can't get him off of your hand. You can't outlive him, and you can't live without him. Well, the Pharisees couldn't stand him, but they found out they couldn't stop him. Pilate couldn't find any fault in him. Herod couldn't kill him. Death couldn't handle him. And the grave couldn't hold him. Yeah! That's my king. That's my king. Amen. Honk if you love Jesus. There was a book written several years ago, The Trivialization of God, Living in a Day of a Manageable Deity. I don't want our thoughts, our thinking, our theological thoughts to be shallow, pithy, little non-thinking phrases. The Christian doctrine, the Christian life, Jesus himself, God himself, cannot be placed on any kind of bumper sticker. The, 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 the difficulties of the Christian issues that we deal with cannot be placed on some little bumper sticker. If I want us to wrestle with them. I want us to be thinking Christians. I, I, I want us to be people who grapple with those difficult issues and, and not just have some little non-thinking statement on a bumper sticker. Is there anything wrong with honking if you love Jesus? Of course not. I don't ever honk when I see those. I don't know. I guess I'm a pagan. I don't know. Honk if you love Jesus. Another thing I think about when I think through that is, you know, I kind of think that, <clears throat> I kind of think we've got enough honking going on. You know, when y'all, when y'all, um, listen to me and some of you compliment my preaching and I appreciate that and I'm flattered by that and so you like my honking, okay? But you know what you really watch was when I step away from this platform um, you, you want to know if my, my walk matches my honking. And you really want to know that about, about every Christian. We, that's something, I don't know if that's judging or what it is, but it's true for all of us. We want, to, we want to know, does our, our, our bite match our bark? And, and I kind of feel like an unbelieving world has heard enough of our honking. And they just need to be, see some of our living. Honk if you love Jesus. How about love if you love Jesus? How about forgive if you love Jesus? How about be obedient if you love Jesus? How about stop gossiping if you love Jesus? 
How about reaching out if we love Jesus? How about stop having divorces if you love Jesus? How about stop having babies out of wedlock if you love Jesus? How about controlling your tongue if you love Jesus? I really believe that an unbelieving world has heard enough of our honking. Is it your knee? She's had world has seen enough of our honking. They've heard us honk and honk and honk and through technology and we can honk farther and louder and in more ways than we've ever honked before. And I really believe that an unbelieving world is looking more for us being Christ-like disciples in the nations than all the honking than we can possibly do. Someone said, and I don't know who to give credit to for this, preach the gospel by all means, and if necessary, use words. Honk, 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 honk. And I think there's so much honking that we just... The unbelieving world even turns their ears and get almost immune to it. I think there's one good thing. and you, I don't want to be a total party pooper here today. I think there's one good thing about this honk if you love Jesus bumper sticker. I don't know what you think of when I think of honking. I think of geese. And some of you have, have 
have, have seen the, the things that we can learn from geese or the leadership lessons that we can learn from geese. And you may have read that and the fact that geese fly in formation and they fly in a V and that's because they're, they're flying off the uplift of the, of the goose that's in front of them. And if one gets out of that formation, he's really struggling in, in, uh, to fly and he gets back in that V and he flies a lot easier and that's a whole illustration about working together and that's a whole illustration about teamwork but you notice as they're flying in that V they're honking they're just honking at each other and I don't know who talks goose talk okay but people that talk goose talk have figured out that what they're doing is that they're encouraging the head geese up there at the top who's having to fight that headwind himself keep up the speed man honk 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 and the good thing about this thing is maybe we should honk because we need to encourage one another. We need to encourage one another to keep up the speed. We need to encourage one another to be persistent. We need to encourage one another to be able to hang in there. Maybe this bumper sticker has some validity to it if, it, if it's a fact that, 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 that we're, we're trying to pat each other on the back. Hebrews says, we, we let us spur one another on. I wonder if, if, if the Greek for spur means honk. We're to spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Honk, honk. There's not a single one of us in this room that doesn't need that encouragement. Hebrews 10.25 says, let us not give up the meeting together. And so many times we stop right there and just like threaten people if they don't come to church. But the scripture says, let us not give up the meeting together so that we may encourage one another. As we come into worship this morning, we encourage one another by our attendance. As, 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 as we look out and see a, a, a lot of people here, it's a more encouraging day than if there's not a lot of people here. We as Christians need to encourage one another. And this bumper sticker has validity if the validity is that we are honking to be able to let them know here's another Christian hang in there brother honk honk there's another Christian hang in there sister honk honk there's another Christian I'm not alone God says in the Old Testament to, dis to the discouraged prophet says there's, there's 700 that have not yet bowed their knees to Baal yet. Don't think you're the only one here. There's 700 that have not bowed their knees to Baal yet. And as we live our lives and as we see an ungodly world and as we work in our workplaces and, and, and there's no one that's honoring the name of God, there's no one that's making his name hallowed, there's no one that seems to, to be Christian people, there's no one that seems to be walking the talk, they're just honking all the time. Maybe just a honk here from a brother and a sister and a honk there from brother and sister is the encouragement to me that we're not out there alone. He's got people here. He's got people there. He's got people all over this world. And maybe the little honk might just be what we need to be able to carry on. Do you realize that you have people in this place this morning? And I know of no specific instance at all. But I would imagine in this crowd of, what, 130 or 40 people and in the sanctuary they are listening to me right now, there are people right now that could be just ready to give it up. They came in here today to give Jesus one more try. Or maybe they came in today to give this church one more try. 
Or maybe they're just going to give, give God one more try and they need that honk from the body of Christ. It's great to have that encouragement from God and know that he's pulling for us and all that it is, but it's also great to have a brother and sister in Christ to spur one another on toward love and good deeds. That's what we can do for one another. And we can't do that for one another unless we know one another. You know, the little shaking hands time, that's just not something to fill two minutes of the service. That's for you to literally go to somebody you don't know. That may have been attending this church many years, but you've never known them. Because you can't encourage them. You can't honk them on unless you know who they are. Honk if you love Jesus. Encourage if you love Jesus. My goal this morning is not to make you go out and take the bumper sticker off your car. My goal this morning is for you not to be a shallow, non-thinking person. My goal for you, Bible college graduate or not, makes no difference. Seminary graduate or not, makes no difference. My goal for all of us as, as, as Xenia Nazarene is to be people that reflect on deep theological issues and not just get satisfied with a little bumper sticker and said, that says something short and shallow and pithy and tries to wrap some big Christian issue up into five or six words. It's impossible to do. This thing that we've been into is enormous. It's the most awesome thought that we can ever be able to have. My desire this morning is, is to be able to think that maybe we've got enough honking going on. And we just need some loving if you love Jesus. Forgiving if you love Jesus. So forth and so on. And encourage. Because I need it. And you need it. The body of Christ needs it. He sent them out two by two for a reason. He could have covered more ground if he sent them out one by one. But he sent them out two by two. Because you know what? It's harder to get up, give up when you got somebody there with you. And I'm not going to give up before he gives up. He sent them out two by two. Honk. If you love Jesus. Encourage if you love Jesus. Can we stand together, please? Father, there's not a person in here that there's not a person in here that uh, cannot think deep, deep theological thoughts. And I encourage, Father, for all of us to put away some of the simplistic, shallow, soundbite, catchphrase little things that are not well thought out that sometimes I think the unbelieving world may, may kind of laugh at us about. I pray this morning against bumper sticker Christianity, against non-thinking Christians. I pray this morning against bumper thicker, sticker theology, against shallow, shallow thinking, against limited theological reflections, against the deep issues that we must grapple in, grapple with as Christians. 
Help us today to be able to leave this place and spur one another on toward love and good deeds and to be able to encourage one another as the body of Christ is called to do. Thank you for this gathering of people. Let's take this message this morning. Let's meditate on it. Let us think about it. Let us toss it around in our heads. Let us be, as the Bible talks about good Bereans and searching the scriptures to, to make sure that what I've said this morning is true. And that way we won't fall susceptible to little shallowness or little catchphrases. Help us as we go through this whole series. May we leave it as Christians who are thinking more straight about the most awesome thought that we could ever, ever have. That's the thought, the person of Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You are dismissed.